This is Inspiring Design, where unique innovators come together to share their knowledge, share their insight, and keep us up to date with the latest industry trends. And here's your host, Rashan Senanayak. What's up, listeners? Welcome to Inspiring Design. This is where the best of the best brands, experts, change makers, and thought leaders come together to share their insights, experience, and knowledge. Our goal here is to be the missing link between education, design, and the industry. So today we're here to discuss a very unique topic, agile. More importantly, agile in education. So let's get straight into it. My guest speaker for today has over 20 years of experience in the IT industry. She now gains satisfaction by facilitating learning in agile mindset and practices. As a cert for certified program consultant, she has experience in implementing agile at scale and prior to her involvement with Elaborate, she gained her agile stripes leading the Agile Adaptation at the Monash University. Sarah is active in the Melbourne Agile community and has spoken at Agile Australia on the Monash Agile development in 2017. Today, Sarah is also the general manager of the Elaborate Training Academy, where she is responsible for strategy and training delivery. Sarah, welcome to the show and thanks for being here today. Thanks, Rashan. Thanks for having me. Can we start off with a little bit of background on yourself? What's your story? Uh, I guess uh, my story uh, starts back, uh, I guess, as a young person uh, learning and being interested in technology. So yep. I like to tell my kids that I learned how to program before the internet was invented. And that's really not that long ago. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, and I guess... For me, uh, I guess getting my stripes in technology, the only constant thing around me was the fact that things were changing very, very fast. Mm. So some of the language that I learnt to programming in as a, as a young person, by the time I got out into the workforce, uh, they were superseded and I needed to, to learn other technologies. And then I, I guess I moved into project and program delivery. And one of the, the things that became really apparent was that as I was delivering new technologies, capabilities uh, into organisations and, and leading change, by the time we'd often deliver our products and services in, the business had changed remarkably. Mm. So we were just kind of operating in this basically shifting sands uh, <laughs> and it really made it hard to get traction and deliver change that was relevant to the end user. And I guess towards the end of that sort of more traditional delivery when we're sort of delivering over really long timescales, I got a little bit, I guess, disenfranchised with it all because I felt like I was working really hard, mm. uh, engaging people that were going to be using this technology in their day to day. But by the time we would deliver something, it was just out of date. It didn't really hit the mark. Yep. didn't really have the engagement with the people that were going to be using it. So it was around, I guess, uh, about five, six years ago that I kind of came across Agile, and it just resonated with me. I um, did a lot of projects in the early noughties, I guess, <laughs> uh, where we were implementing health 
systems into community health agencies mm-hmm. uh, and let's just say they weren't really funded that well so through those years I actually learned to be really resourceful and adaptive and so when I learned about this agile thing it kind of just resonated it was kind of the way that I used to operate or the way that I did operate so it kind of gave me a framework to deal with change mm. and complexity yeah. and uncertainty yeah wow yeah so if we jump straight into it agile it's it's a common word that a lot of I think professionals hear about but in your definition what is agile at the core agile is a mindset it's actually mm-hmm. a way of thinking it's an attitude uh, but often if you ask people what what is agile let me ask you what what would you say if you heard about agile what, what are some of the words that would come to mind I think it's the ability to move quickly that's yeah. that's coming from a sports connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I would, without zero experience, I think that's the that's the connection in my mind. Yeah. So it's it's about being adaptable. It's about having a mindset that enables you to be constantly thinking and adapting to the changing world around you. Mm-hmm. But sitting under that mindset, we have the Agile Manifesto, uh, which was written uh, some twenty years ago by seventeen software developers. Wow. Uh, and that articulates uh, four values and 12 principles and it is those values and those principles that help you to really generate the behaviors that enable you to adapt Mm -hmm. in a changing world now the reason why they didn't go with sort of something more prescriptive is because complexity and change is anti-methodology because some of the problems that we're solving in today's world have never been solved before so Mm -hmm. you can't actually get a rule book around some of that stuff so Sitting with the mindset, it's really the things that you value, it's the principles that you use to make decisions and use your judgment on a day-to-day basis. So it is, it's about being adaptable, it's about managing risk, Mm -hmm. it's about testing and learning, uh, and it's about having fun. There you go, there you go. Now, have you seen Agile, given the fact that we're both quite passionate about education and knowledge transfer and training and coaching, do you see any examples of Agile within education? Yes, I do. I mean, there are some people that are leading the way uh, with this type of thing. There's, there's people that are talking about learning sprints. Mm-hmm. But more close to home, I'm, actually, I'm quite passionate uh, as an educator. I've also worked closely in my community with a local primary school where I delivered uh, agile foundational one-on-one uh, training. To Directly s- to the kids? To the teachers, actually. To the teachers, yeah. The teachers. So we actually gave them a little bit of information about it and, and talked to them about what it was. I've also uh, been able to have teachers in my training as well who have gone through the program and have been able to use the frameworks in the classroom. So uh, one example of that is uh, a teacher who looked at uh, using learning sprints uh, to help her year eight students actually. So they were year eight students who were learning how to do uh, fractions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what she did was she actually measured their ability before she went in and she realized that she had quite a you know various abilities in the classroom so what she was able to do was actually create learning squads based around their abilities she was able to create uh, a backlog of the work that they needed to work through in in the time period mm-hmm. uh, and she was able just to create a framework where they could self-organize around the learning so the kids that needed to be extended could be extended the kids that needed more support she could offer more support so it actually gave her a really innovative way to really engage with the kids that's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool i mean agile is all about dealing with complexity and and what's more complex than dealing with 
20 students in a classroom <laughs> at all different abilities, all yeah. different emotional states, yeah. uh, teaching them skills for a future that we don't really know what it's going to be, what it's going to look like. I think that's the very crucial aspect and this is where Agile's importance in the 21st century comes into play more is the fact that we don't know what the jobs jobs will be in five years or 10 years or 20 years. So giving that adaptability mindset and getting our kids to think along that approach, I think that's what's crucial here. Now, with the word agile comes the word lean, or yes. it gets thrown around that way at least. What is it lean just as it in, de- in its definition? So for, for me, lean is, a, is the first cousin to agile. They are very okay. tightly related, but lean is all about uh, minimizing or uh, reducing waste. So mm-hmm. looking at the way that you approach something and constantly looking at things that you cannot do. So if you're thinking about a process, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an ex-process BA, so mm-hmm. I'm all about making things efficient, mm-hmm. actually visualizing uh, the value. So you're always trying to get the shortest sustainable lead time from the point at which someone gives you a job mm-hmm. to the point at which you give them some value at the end of it. So you're just basically looking for every way that you can identify where your waste is, where your bottlenecks are, so that you can start to experiment and improve the process. So that can be... Time-wise, it could be monetary, it could be resources, it could be anything, isn't it? It could really be any anything that generates waste yeah. Um, yeah, cool. in your system. And it's also about taking a systems perspective as well, so not mm-hmm. just thinking about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, just recognising that you exist in the context of a broader system yeah. around you and, and really being mindful of how all of those parts play together in your organisation to get the best outcome. I think that's a pretty cool analogy. And how does... I'm going to bring this into design thinking because that's my expertise and I love that. How do you think Agile and Lean works with design thinking? So for me, design thinking is all about exploring the problem, Mm -hmm. sitting with the problem for an extended period of time, ideating and experimenting Mm -hmm. with ways that you can solve it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Agile kind of connects in at the end of that so once you get to a point where you've done your ideation you've you've tested your prototypes you've kind of come up with a way forward Mm -hmm. and you need to really deliver upon that thing agile is a really great delivery mechanism so it actually takes the ideas that come out of the design thinking and gives you a platform for uh, building it delivering Mm -hmm. it and measuring the value that your customers get from that thing that you're delivering out there so it's almost two pieces of the puzzle I believe so I've actually that's that's what I've started to train in my training so uh, we've started to really put it together because I think a lot of people have been to lots of training and they might have done some personal research around design thinking Mm -hmm. Uh, they might have seen the double diamond and and things like that (laughs) yeah but they don't necessarily join the dots between all of the methodology Mm. Um, so design thinking is a really good tool for discovery uh, for solving human problems in a really human way Whereas Agile is a great way to think about how do we actually deliver this thing out to our customers and uh, build upon the basis of the problem that we summed up. And I don't think that it's a linear process. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's just we cycle through the two just continuously. We're constantly looking at ways that we can test and learn throughout the process. And Agile uh, principle number 10 is all about simplicity. So it's all about minimizing the amount of effort that we put in to actually test an idea Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can get traction without wasting time 
That's pretty cool. And I, it's it's almost interesting why why these pieces have haven't come together together in part of the education system, but they've been in existence for the last 20, 30 years. Like you mentioned, I think the manifesto was 20 years ago. So why haven't these been, I think the question is, why haven't they been implemented into the education system? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I, I think, uh, I don't mean I'm potentially, maybe, people kind of saw it as a bit of an IT thing. Like mm-hmm. I think it was very much stemmed in information technology and even if you read the agile manifesto they talk about software and uh, delivery and and that type of thing so in some instances perhaps people rejected on the basis that it didn't make sense to them but i often give people an opportunity to reflect on the 12 principles and if you have a look at all of those principles they are all very human Mm -hmm. it's about humans and connection uh you know working together and getting outcomes and solving customers problems Interestingly, uh, the Agile Manifesto is now starting to be adapted and there is actually a learning Agile Manifesto that is available to teachers. So (laughs) I think that it's the time for, I guess, teachers and educators to maybe take a look at this and say, okay, what can I take from this? What Mm. what can I take from the patterns Mm -hmm. that emerge in Agile delivery that I could actually take and put into the classroom? One of the cool things about Agile is that it is all about self-organising teams and humans very much are, are like to be autonomous. In fact, we're intrinsically motivated by autonomy. Mm-hmm. So often when you're telling people what they ought to do, uh, they'll resist you. But if you give them an environment where they can almost have power of their own destiny, you can actually get really good engagement. And that's one of the things... Uh, this teacher that I've been working with over the last uh, couple of months has said to me that what she's finding is she's she's being less dogmatic about the way she's educating and she's actually creating a container for conversations and really giving the kids accountability and responsibility for their behaviour. So she did she did a team ways of working canvas mm-hmm. at the start of the year mm-hmm. where she really talked to the kids about what they valued and the kids actually off the back of their values generated a charter by which they would actually hold each other accountable in the classroom for behavior wow and interestingly i was talking to this teacher uh, over the weekend and she was saying to me i said because i've known her for a long time and she struggled with workload and the demands that that educators have to face into and she just said i just feel more relaxed because i'm not I'm not trying so hard. I'm, I'm actually just looking at the environment and creating the environment around the kids so that they can actually get the outcomes. See, I think a lot of the teachers listening in will take away a lot of with that because I think time and being relaxed is not something that they associate with their job. No, they just overwork. Exactly. Got the burden of, you know, parents and documentation yeah. and policy and, and <laughs> you know, all of the things that come with being a, a modern day educator. It's, mm. it's a massive job. But really, this Agile thing is really looking at how can we change it up? How can we create an environment? How can we experiment with ways of teaching that can actually bring better outcomes for the kids? And in in the whole process of it, she's actually explaining to these kids that, that these approaches, these frameworks, are what the modern workforce is looking to implement as ways of working so these kids are going to come out of school and go you know get into uni or go to you know whether they get into tech firms or even other organizations they're going to find these patterns in place and and that's what i'm seeing 
the next trend for agile is going beyond IT out into the enterprise. Yeah. And I think we're going to see these patterns be adapted mm-hmm. and emerge in a whole lot of different industries. Uh, that will help us to iterate our way into the fifth industrial revolution, Absolutely. which is all going to be about solving some yeah. of the big environmental problems that we're facing into as a, as a humanity, uh, social problems. So I think that it's going to permutate. Yeah. Uh, and I think humans have been adaptable forever. Mm. This is just bringing adaptability back to the workforce and particularly the last larger workforce, larger organisations that have been rooted in bureaucracy and standard ways of working. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that same mentality happening with design thinking because it has the word design. People think that it only has to do with the designers or if you're not a designer or if you're in any other industry, it shouldn't matter or it shouldn't be applicable to you. But I think that's where a lot of the misconception, this valuable knowledge and these skills that the future generations need for the 21st century, that that's where it gets lost. So that's brilliant. I'm, I'm glad that Agile and in a way, I'm glad that Agile and design thinking are having these same problems because when we bring them together, then those values are going to get translated in the right way together. So that's pretty cool. Now, why, why do you think you kind of mentioned this already, but why are these skill sets important for the future of work, especially in the 21st century? Like you mentioned, it's we are changing, we're adapting. But why specifically now? We've kind of hit on it, but I just wanted to understand your opinion on it. So there's this thing called VUCA, mm-hmm. which stands for Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity and Ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And it's writing. So if we go back to the 80s, uh, some of the problems that they were solving were quite transactional. Some of the systems that we were developing were very much easy problems to understand. But the problems, those problems have been solved. And now we're just, the problems that we're facing in today are just increasingly more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at uh, the connected nature of the world, uh, if you look at the uptake of technology, uh, look at a whole lot of different trends the actual technology that is coming about is coming about really really quickly we've got children who are because of their growth mindset Mm -hmm. actually leaning into technology startups before the age of 18 and being very successful Mm. so just the whole the whole landscape is changing and it's changing really really quickly we also have some really really challenging environmental problems that are facing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all seen the recent bushfires, <laughs> climate change, and I think there's a, for me it feels like there's been a shift Absolutely. in the in the human consciousness around some of these issues. I think that just this need to experiment and adapt our way forward and to eliminate waste so we can do things more efficiently mm-hmm. and effectively is just the only way forward. So it's just about almost winning the hearts and minds. Um, and often when I train people, because I've trained thousands and thousands of people, they say to me, oh, this is just common sense. And I say, yeah, it is. But common sense sometimes doesn't translate into common practice. Yeah. So I'm here just to remind you that we've been talking about plan, do, check, act cycles for mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. But here's a way for you to actually habitualize this and mm-hmm. change your behavior so that you can actually get this stuff done. I love that. And that's the thing. It's seemingly so obvious. It but is. We just, it's not part of our practice. No. And I love that. And that's that's why it's important for that 21st century. It should be, it actually should be the common practice for our kids. And if that's embedded at an education level, they're going to walk away, they're going to enter tertiary, they're going to enter industry thinking that is their 
normal practice that's that's how it should be that's how it should be that's how it should be Go and on. then I'm a, hopefully i'll be redundant in my training and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> but i i love that I, I spend i get to spend two days typically our agile foundations course is a two-day course mm-hmm. uh, and i get to spend two days with people and over that two days i can i see transformation and i see change and i get people write me after the training and let me know what they did or send me photos of their visual boards or yeah. you know some of the problems that they've been solving and I just it's just so satisfying to know with just just a little bit of information that people can actually be quite self-reliant and actually go forth and, and be adaptive and actually focus on value yeah. uh, and deliver uh, things that are interesting and, and return back to the purpose of why they're doing their job. Yeah. Often we get we, we get bogged down in the bureaucracy of things and we don't, we don't challenge the status quo and we start to hate our jobs. Mm. Whereas I actually think that loving a job is a really important thing. Absolutely. You can actually have autonomy to change the way that you approach your job to get the best outcomes. That's where you'll get a, a, an engaged workforce. Yeah, and I think that's wise words because moving forward, if, if you're in the next 10 years, don't love what you're doing, going to get held back a lot and lost in that sea of sameness almost now have you seen any examples of you i've i think i mentioned that you were part of the agile monash university adaptation other than in a university environment in in let's say one of the fortune 500 companies have you seen any examples of agile being successful that you could share absolutely uh lots uh and it's really remarkable how quickly it happens Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so I've just got to, there's so many, I've just got to have to figure out which one I want to, want to go with. I could pick a, pick a company out of the blue. <laughs> um, well, look, um, if I focus on Monash, where I guess some mm-hmm. stuff that I observed there was, you know, really there was lots and lots of complex problems and often our first reaction would be to go and analyse. So I'm a, I'm a business analyst by trade, so mm-hmm. my job was to go and document all the problems, uh, work out what the requirements are, write a very, very large document, <laughs> yeah. uh, get someone to sign on the bottom line and off we'd go and we'd deliver over 12 to 18 months. Usually yeah. we would go and procure some expensive technology, mm-hmm. uh, we'd bring it into our organisation. Uh, we wouldn't necessarily have the best engagement with the, the people that were going to be using the software mm-hmm. uh, and because of that we just get sub-optimum results. So one of the critical success factors for us in in those early days was really engaging the people that were going to be using the technology and the change processes to get Mm -hmm. the outcomes and actually involving them in the project. So actually having them sit in the project team and and work closely together so that they could actually iterate and experiment their way to the outcomes so that they weren't just going to get something at the end that they hadn't really been involved with. It's almost like co-delivery. Yeah. And I think... For me, that one of the principles from the Agile Manifesto is all about um, the people sitting together and working together on a day-to-day basis to get the outcomes that they need. So mm-hmm. breaking down the barriers, the us and them paradigm between technology and business units. And when you do that and you, you, you focus on creating an environment around people to be successful, that's when you get the outcomes. That's, that's what it comes down to. And it's not magic. Mm-hmm. Agile is not magic. It's uh, hard work. It's disciplined. Uh, and without discipline, it doesn't work. Yep. So th- there's a lot of really testing and learning, reflecting, improving, you know, when things go wrong. Yep. We don't say that we failed. Failing forward. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's our first attempt yep. in learning. That's yep. what it is. So it's just about having resilience at the end of the day just to step back up and try it again. Um, I think you said a whole bunch of right words there that apply to the future of work, future of um, education, resilience, testing, failing forward. All of these things are vital towards it. Now, how do... Let's, let, if we break this down into two segments, how do educators now learn these skills? If they want to go out there, how do they learn these skills? It dep- I mean, it depends on, on, on their style. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be as simple as uh, picking up a book or watching a, you know, a YouTube video. There's, there's a, so much reading that you can do on this topic. You could go to a course. Uh, you could do an online course. Like, it just really depends. You could go if you have a friend that's mm-hmm. do, practicing it. You could go and observe someone that's doing it in their own organization. Uh, there's just lots and lots of different ways that you can really get engaged yeah. in it. Okay. Uh, really, it's just having an open mind. Yeah. And yeah. what about students who are keen? Because I do get a lot of students listening to uh, the podcast and how if they're keen to learn about Agile, most of them will be entering the industry in the next five years. Yeah. How do they learn about it? Well, it depends on, on their, their means. I mean, if, if they can afford it, we run public Agile Fundamental courses. There's a lot of them on the market, so mm-hmm. you don't just have to come to us. But mm-hmm. uh, So you can do that. Uh, you, you read a book, pick up um, a book. I'm trying to think of the best book to, to read. There's a great book by Stephen Denning called mm-hmm. The Age of Agile, which really does a nice, uh, nice appraisal, what mm-hmm. it is and mm-hmm. how it works in organisations. But it's really just... It's really just having an open mindness to actually just go out there and uh, read and learn and watch podcasts and yeah. join the dots. Yeah. It's really interesting. Once you start watching a lot of stuff, you'll start to see all the patterns emerge. It's all the same. The patterns that sit underneath some of these practices are very, very yeah. similar. And I think step one is the fact that they're listening to today's conversation yeah, actually absolutely. says a lot. So well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a massive fan of uh, some of the stuff around growth mindset mm-hmm. and fixed mindset with Carol Dweck. So start there. Start to get awareness just on how you're showing up in the world and whether you're feeling, you know, whether you're, you know, quite fixed, feeling mm-hmm. like you, you can't improve, and really just focusing on that mm-hmm. and just trying to get to a point where you're curious. Uh, I'm quite lucky because I'm intrinsically motivated by curiosity, so mm-hmm. I'm just very curious about the world and people. Uh, but it's just really opening that up and having lots of conversations and yeah. just continue to learn. You never stop. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. It's a lifelong approach. Yeah, I love that and. I think I always end my episodes asking this from whatever background that they're coming from. Do you have any advice for schools and universities who want to implement these things, learn about these things, and I think be agile? <laughs> it's about attitude first. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's learn about, I mean, we talked about agile being a mindset. It's about being adaptive. It's about uh, focusing on delivering value and eliminating the waste and managing risk. So if you just focus on those things, uh, just start to just adjust your attitude just in terms of how you approach things. Uh, you know, it it's really is simply about reflecting mm-hmm. as much as you can yep. and learning and trying to do things. So it's, we have this saying, don't, don't tell, show. So actually, if you want to do it, do it. Yep. Just try it. Like, <laughs> I think that's even valuable advice for kids. For teachers to implement to their kids it's 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 giving that environment where they can try things yeah yeah and there's loads and loads of research if, if teachers are really interested in engaging in this stuff there's loads of research that is emerging out there mm-hmm. around uh people that are practicing agile frameworks in the classroom mm-hmm. 
uh, I think that'd be a really interesting area to get into as well. Absolutely, yeah. To actually really start to understand from a research perspective the impact that those new ways of teaching or new ways of learning can actually have on the outcomes of children's learning into the long term. So I think just get a a thirst. uh, Great conferences, there's lots of conferences. Uh, There are, um, you know, conferences that are pretty cheap that you can actually show up to and just start to, to listen and get get involved in the community and it's a great community because it's a, it's a really open community of curious people that love learning mm-hmm. so yeah. it's um i think you know i'm probably a little bit biased but i think <laughs> they're good good humans yeah uh and people that really care so just get involved in the community uh lots of meetups as well so meetup.org mm-hmm. get involved uh wouldn't it be great if teachers actually got so enthusiastic about this they create their own meetups absolutely around some of this stuff. yeah <laughs> that'd be cool that'd be very cool you could always invite me i'd be happy to come and speak <laughs> There you go, guys. Sarah, thanks so much. I think that was a lot of valuable insight, short, sharp, straight to the point. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Guys, that was one of the most insightful conversations for me, especially coming from design thinking and how it aligns with agile and being lean. So I'm sure you all have a lot of takeaways from today. If you haven't already done so, jump on to LinkedIn and connect and reach out to Sarah and jump on to rashansananayaka.com forward slash podcast and check out the show notes from today's episodes. We'll have direct links to Sarah's LinkedIn profile as well and check out the amazing and extraordinary work she's doing in Agile. Last but not least, click on subscribe and share the love with some reviews. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback about this topic on today's episode as well. And feel free to share the love. Till next time. (music) 